This is The Fourth Revolution by Bartel, a podcast on the technology driving change in manufacturing. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Fourth Revolution by Bartel. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Like the name of our podcast suggests, today we're looking at another tangential impact that this data-driven revolution of manufacturing is having. And we're going to be honing in on its effect on machine builders specifically. We're going to be asking the questions, how are they using IoT? And more specifically, are they taking industrial IoT seriously? Here to give her insights is Kate Cohen, Vice President of Sales and Marketing for Automation Intellect. Kate, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Hi, Daniel. Thank you. I'm doing well. How are you? I am super. Um, So I think we just need to answer that question. Do you think that machine builders are taking IoT seriously enough today? So I think a majority of them are really not taking it seriously. And it is just unbelievably important that they start to take this seriously. I cannot tell you how many machine builders really aren't. Um, And this is even with continued requests from their customers, which are primarily manufacturers, to provide better overall equipment. And so when a machine builder builds a piece of equipment and the customer comes to their facility typically and signs off, they sign off that that piece of equipment is going to be running at an X percentage of OEE. World-class OEE is typically around 85%, so that's a common number, I believe, that most machine builders sign off from, from their customers. Um, So if you go and you ask a machine builder after that whole process, the machine's installed, how and why it's running historically um, is really just like, there's just probably you'd hear crickets, right? Machine builders really don't have that information. And customers will eventually expect machine builders to speak to this and be able to provide equipment that is enabled to capture cloud-based historical data on machine performance. Right. Well, I felt like I just had to get your initial thoughts out of the way so people knew where we were coming from with the conversation. Let's take a step back now. And, um, you know, I think we need to kind of set the stage for just IoT in manufacturing in general. Um, so how have you seen IoT impact machinery today? You know, what what are the benefits? How is it really driving this fourth industrial revolution? Yeah, IoT, it's such a buzzword right now. Um, from a manufacturer perspective, uh, IoT is really something that is a transformation. It's going against their typical software architecture, the typical way that they interface with software. And so it's like this whole new realm, this whole new field. But if they leverage specific IoT technology for machine performance data, it's a win all around the table for um, driving immediate ROI. And in this IoT space for manufacturing, you're here um, a lot of discussion around the ROI, right? Um, Companies are struggling to see ROI from IoT technology. And oftentimes it's because they're they're coming in from a very high level and trying to work their way down to um, the machine performance level, which is very focused at the actual plant floor, the equipment that's on the plant floor. Um, Instead of 
working from the bottom up and the top down to, to really leverage the power of cloud-based data, um, historical information, being able to see real-time information is just so powerful for manufacturers uh, to visualize that information, improve their operation. Yeah, well, I mean, if anything, it's just helping reduce waste, like just on a very basic level, wasted time, wasted parts, wasted energy, because you know, you're getting that real time feedback and it's just making everything so much more efficient. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, that is that hits that is the nail on the head. Hits the nail on the head. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I'm the, the, the hammer of IoT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, if this is having such a big impact on manufacturing, then why does there seem to be a gap between the manufacturers themselves, the ones that are are producing the end pieces and the ones that are utilizing um, software that's giving them all this great new data? Why are we seeing that gap between them and the machine builders who seem to have some sort of hesitancy to implement IoT into their machines? Yes. Great question. Great question. Okay. So are you ready? I am ready. Let's, <laughs> let's jump right in. Okay. So really, I mean, I think there was a statistic right now um, from LNS research that only 8% of manufacturers are really have some sort of plan to leverage IoT. Um, so even though we're coming up to this turning point from a manufacturer's perspective that cloud-based technologies, IoT is the future. It's the way that they're moving and they're starting to open up to the idea of cloud-based technologies. There's still a lot of confusion in that space as a manufacturer. There are companies out there, manufacturing companies, that are doing a phenomenal job at, you know, really driving that innovation. Um, there's also a large majority that are, um, they're really struggling, right? Focusing specifically on the machine builders with this I IoT technology, you have to understand that machine builders' core business is to build world-class equipment for their customers. Some of the other types of value-added services that they can offer in the current state are viewed as nice-to-haves, but not necessary for, um, for their core business. Um, Today, currently, machine builders' primary revenue streams are obviously the machine builds, uh, spare parts, warranty, um, and they're they're really just focused on those areas. Um, I don't know, Daniel. Have you ever seen the process of building a custom piece of equipment? I mean, I've seen some YouTube videos, but I don't think I'm the one who has the the biggest breadth of knowledge for the the piece by piece. Fill, fill me in then. Okay, so the reason why I'm bringing that up and, and coming back to machine builders, IoT, and what it means for them, it is a massive creative undertaking and process um, to make a custom piece of equipment. So if they have other types of things going on that aren't necessarily related to that design and machine build, um, it, it can be viewed as a distraction from their core, their core business. However, with that said, the future is coming and machine builders are seeing 
that they need to adapt to what their customer requests are. Um, we talked about it at the beginning of this podcast. Customers are more and more increasingly uh, asking machine builders to provide more information than what they stand, standardly provide, which is not historical. It is not cloud-based. Um, so you take a company like uh, Bartel. They're not only focused on their core business today with machine building. They've been proactive years ago in enabling their equipment for this trend that they saw coming to a to be able to evolve and adapt to their customer's business by better supporting them with machine performance data. Um, so from a machine builder standpoint, IoT really has two things for them. One is from an internal perspective, having that historical data is only going to make them a better, smarter business and be able to add value to their customers better, um, be able to drive more business conversations, business goal conversations, um, and really truly become a partner with their customers. Um, and then from an external perspective, again, it goes back to being customer centric. Um, the customer is gonna, going to be um, you know, grateful to have that performance data after install that they can see what's going on. They can see how their maintenance teams are interfacing with, with the pieces of equipment. It just overall, it just makes the value and the relationship between the machine builder and their customer um, much more efficient. So really the disconnect is coming from from a place of, of not maybe unwillingness isn't the right word, but just a a fear that transitioning their business model to being something more uh, more focused on software and like yes it's a a manufacturing process to put these pieces of gear together but you know yeah if you're implementing um, nodes uh, that are reading data into this um, machinery it's basically adding a whole new layer of skills that you then have to train the workforce on you either have to train them or you have to hire new people onto the workforce to be able to better understand how this data capture works. I mean, is that where the disconnect is coming from, that there's just a a fear of having to change the overall business model? Partly, yes, that's a great insight. Partly, it's it comes in from having to um, change their business model. Um, Partly, it comes in from the manufacturer's they have to do what their customers are asking for, right? And because um, cloud-based technology is now a super, you know, it's a super sexy buzzword, everybody's talking about it, but the reality of in manufacturing, um, it's vertical specific, but there's still a large majority of manufacturers who just aren't there yet with cloud-based technology. And when you say they're just not there yet, do you mean they aren't trained on it yet or they um, they lack the skills to deliver on it or they don't see the value? Um, it's definitely not a value question. It's um, it's more regarding the tra- like the change management of what needs to happen um, from a software architecture standpoint to be able to support cloud-based technologies. Um, in the best way possible. Um, they're uh, trying to be politically correct here. 
and <laughs> or I could speak straight. I don't know. But um, this is that whole conversation that you hear when it's ITOT. Um, manufacturers today are much more of an IT type of focus. They're their software is extremely siloed that they currently have and at a very high level. What OT means is operational technology. And I'm bringing this up because it's important and it drives home the importance on why machine builders need to take I IoT seriously in their business. The biggest disconnect with OT is controls engineering and software engineering are not the same thing. They're very similar, but they're very different functions. And so the manufacturers have to bridge that gap between their equipment, which is very much a control engineering function, and their software architecture, which is software IT. And this is where machine builders can add so much value to their customers because guess who machine builders are the experts at? Mm. Controls. Controls. Yep. Controls. Exactly. Yep. yep. So really what machine builders need to do is they need to embrace this IoT future because in reality, it's the people on the factory floor, the ones that are working this machinery that are going to see the most benefit from an IoT-enabled uh, piece of machinery uh, in the manufacturing process. And though they may not be the most comfortable with software controls right now, if machine builders don't embrace this change, they're just going to basically make it harder for the people on the factory floor to eventually transition. Exactly. Really, the machine builders, because of their controls expertise, are a key piece of this wild west of Industry 4.0 on driving that value, enabling their equipment today to drive ROI, while also the future Industry 4.0 roadmaps that are at, uh, at these manufacturing plants. And then as we look ahead, you know, we keep saying IoT is going to be the future of manufacturing. It's the now of manufacturing. I mean, how critical do you really think cloud-based machine performance is going to be in the next even two years, five years? You know, how, how deep of an impact is it going to have on the future of manufacturing? It's going to change in, in maybe it won't be five years, maybe it won't be 10 uh -huh. years, but definitely in 50 years from today, the manufacturing as we know it today with how they leverage and how they interface with their equipment and software, it's going to be a whole different ballpark. Um, so, I mean, it's definitely extremely important. It's coming. Um, but let me take a back step and um, give, shed some light on why this is taking so long when I talk about enabling ROI, like enabling the equipment today to drive ROI today and also the future Industry 4.0 roadmap, right? Yeah. Yeah, because those, those are both very different. I mean, making, making substantial changes to the workforce today requires different planning than it will for empowering whatever the fresh workforce of 50 years from now is going to be. Yes. Yep. And so um, what's going on today is you have a lot of companies or a lot of 
manufacturing companies are working with software providers from the top down. And I can, I'll explain it in the way that I understand it, basically like opening up Pandora's box. Um, it is so complicated. There is just so much to be done to truly leverage the quote unquote industry 4.0. When I say that's like very future state, right? That's, that's when, um, you know, that's, that's maybe to really leverage and harness industry 4.0, that's maybe 20 years out, you know, but there's also a lot of low hanging fruit that can be done today that don't necessarily have to cause the manufacturer to open up this Pandora's box and spend huge amounts. I mean, huge, I'm talking about millions and millions of dollars on all this software architecture, designing, building, all these kinds of things. There's things that can be done today at the plant level with pre-made solutions or pre-made IoT solutions to drive machine performance. So they can reap the benefits of that data in the near term term while also enabling their future industry 4.0 roadmaps. So I hope that clears up or that helps to explain when I talk about that today and then the future state. So I think to prepare, like you were just saying, the the future roadmap of industry 4.0, we need to be looking at the today and start planting the seeds for um, both sides of manufacturing, the people that are, are using the machines and the people that are building the machines to both be on the same page for why IoT works and being comfortable with both aspects of manufacturing, the, the control engineering and also the software engineering and, and the use of both. So I think that's the biggest issue right now is that you have professionals in the space that don't feel comfortable with software architecture or with operating uh, these softwares that would help in capturing the data, analyze that data, and then turn that into actionable decisions. How does the industry need to go about educating professionals in the machine builder space to embrace IoT, embrace software, and really begin to prepare this next phase of Industry 4.0? Yes. Yeah. So I think it's the responsibility of both the machine builder and the software provider to ensure that everybody in that relationship understands how to best leverage the software for the ultimate person is the customer, right? And so from a software provider's perspective, it's really, um, supporting the mindset change on how machine builders are really industry leaders. They have the controls expertise that is really the gap at the customer, at the manufacturer's level. Um, From a machine builder standpoint, it's really leveraging um, your software provider to help to communicate that message to the customer, right? And then I I think it's... it's a team effort, right? You have to you have to work in tandem together with that message, with that vision, uh, to to make everybody more profitable um, and just more efficient. In the machine building world, you can bring a horse. What's that saying? You can bring a horse to water, but you can't make them drink, right? Right, right. <laughs> Um, that's most of the machine builders out there. Um, speaking specifically to Bartel, uh, I mean, they are 
there's somebody, they're a horse that found the water and started drinking themselves. And um, they're really taking onus to educate and train their customers and leverage expertise from um, industry 4.0, software providers and research companies to really be able to be in a position to be that leader, be that person who's educating the market. Right, which is exactly why we're wanting to host this podcast and, and get your thoughts on here is because, um, I mean, yeah, Bartel realized early that this was going to be the future of machine building and the future of manufacturing. Is that is software at the manufacturing level just wouldn't be enough. The machines themselves needed to capture this data and needed to play into the the overall data-driven change that was hitting manufacturing because uh, the people that use this gear every single day, um, you know, if they're getting data on the parts they're producing and on the throughput and the yield and the waste, they're also going to need data on how are the machines operating? Are they being used efficiently? You know, um, are are they quality controlling all the parts that are coming through the same way? You know, it, it's all the little processes that could happen by hand, they could be done manually, but why, right? If, if other sides of manufacturing are being automated and are utilizing data, why not the, uh, the machine building side of it too? Why not the machines themselves? So yeah, I mean, that's, it's pretty powerful that Bartel was able to capture that vision and act on it before it even became like a, a standard or something that people needed to adapt to. Agree. Agree. I think, I think, what people don't understand, especially in the software space when it comes to manufacturing, I mean, of course, there are people who do understand this, but I think in a majority in, um, we're a SaaS-based company, right? And so SaaS and manufacturing is really atypical and it, it's starting to become more typical, um, but it's really a new type of um, model for manufacturing. And what what people aren't understanding is that when you walk into manufacturing facilities, a majority of them are still capturing information manually. They are tied to just um, like a daily insight of what information or what's going on in their plant floor. They're even like writing things on a whiteboard. There's a lot of data integrity issues. Um, and then you have the plant managers that are getting pressure from corporate to drive continuous improvement initiatives to, um, you know, have better output, better capacity, reducing the downtime. And they really don't have the right information to be able to to drive the massive and immediate action that they they should or could be, um, and so if machine builders can really, as they talk about upgrading their equipment or retrofitting their current equipment with their machine builder or their partner, um, it it really becomes a conversation that is just around the value that you can bring to your customer. And that is, that's what it's all about. Couldn't agree more, Kate. Could not agree more. And Kate, to put a bow on things and look at one more effect of bringing IoT to the machines and to the machine builders, I'd like to look at the sales side of things um, because I'm sure there are some tangible benefits to the machine builders. 
uh, for when they're on the phones or when they're emailing with clients or when they're meeting face-to-face and it's time to talk shop. It's time to say, hey, we've got new products. Here's why you need them. I'm sure that becomes a lot easier when you can point to specific process improvements or pieces of data that these machines are going to capture. Yes, yes. So that is one of the number one questions that we get from machine builders. Um, The first question is typically, well, how do we sell this? And then the second question is, we have to make sure, you know, our customers, um, you know, are looking for this, right? Um, But from from speaking from personal experience, being a salesperson in the machine building world at one point in time, um, it's just, you continually want to add value to your customer. Um, and it's challenging in current state, how most machine builders are operating. If you haven't talked to a customer in a while, but you know that there's, you know, you have machines installed, how do you enter that conversation with the utmost value? And that's, a really exciting addition that having IOT technology as a machine builder will allow you to do. It's just going to elevate your conversations in a way that um, is, is going to add the value to your customers, regardless of the outcome. Well, I'd like to thank you for joining us on the podcast today. I feel like we got a great look at why machine builders need to start taking IoT seriously. Um, you know, I think that the time is now to act, even though you bring up a good point that we're probably not going to see the full effects of this for several years, several decades, but that's no reason to wait until then to make this happen. You know, uh, the industry needs to start preparing itself for the fact that manufacturers, the people that utilize these products, the people that are building the gear, everyone needs to be data-driven because at the end of the day, manufacturing is all about efficiency and nothing is more efficient than quality data and making actionable decisions on that data. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. It really was a pleasure getting your insights. Um, Is there anything that you'd like to close things out with? Anything that you're working on specifically you'd like to plug and let our audience know? Oh, lots of things. No, um, I really appreciate being a part of the podcast. Um, I am very honored and grateful. Uh, Bartel is just an absolute pleasure to work with, to speak with. Um, They're just, they're truly a world-class company. Um, And yeah, we have a lot of exciting things going on with Automation Intellect. Um, We're about to announce some major partnerships here coming up. And um, we are about to announce our seed round, uh, closing out our seed round of investment. So um, really exciting times. Love it. Well, thank you so much again for joining us. I'm looking forward to getting you back on. And uh, we definitely have more to discuss as machine builders begin to adopt this mentality. Yes, of course. (laughs) Thank you, Daniel. And thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Fourth Revolution. And if you like what you heard and want to listen to previous episodes, you can head to our company at the BartellMachinery.com website. You can also find our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And make sure you leave a rating and a comment wherever you listen to your podcast content. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.